Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is okay, that's just that's my not, opinion podcast, yell. and I am Matt Landtrip, and this is my co-host David Navarro, <laughs> and we're here today to tell you that Matt is wearing a beanie. Uh. Yeah, so if anyone confused by that, that's David switching roles on us. So for no other reason than let's like you know let's let's change it up. Let's it's the second like, episode, and he's just like, I'm <laughs> taking over. I'm, I'm, taking I'm assuming your identity. This this did you I'm, just assume my identity? Uh, I assumed that this is my show now. Is what happened. <laughs> I am, just assumed. I assumed that I show? am Matt Landrip. Um, my wife's gonna be home soon. I need you to leave, <laughs> David. <laughs> Yeah, if she saw you just waiting here, that. Yeah. she like would, she would stab like, you. Hi, Carly. The knife I told you she carries with her, it would be used on you. Oh, excellent. Um, I'm actually stab-proof. You might not know that. Oh, I, I, I can't be name, stabbed. Uh, is your name the Beast? No, no, no. My name is Bruce Willis, and I can't be stabbed. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can drown, but I can't be stabbed. Um, so so let's get into to this week's topic just so, right off the bat. Okay, so you'll be noticing David's talking more because he wanted to interview me. Yeah, I think so, I think it's time to turn the mic around. Okay, yeah, this is the fun part about having a co-host now, and just wanted to set that up. David wanted to interview me. So uh, he yeah, wants so, so to know you've, about you've, my love of wrestling. I do want to know about your love of wrestling. And here's the thing. Uh, I talked to a friend of ours who's a listener, and he was talking about this, or I was talking to him this morning about what I wanted to do with this this episode. And he was saying, David, David, you're, you're a dumb person. And then after he insulted me for a moment, he was like, David, uh, you've, they've already done two episodes on, on wrestling. Why are you going to do another one? And I, I said to him... He did two episodes of wrestling with someone who enjoys wrestling. He's about to do some. He's about to do an episode of wrestling with someone who doesn't understand wrestling, who doesn't like wrestling, who thinks that that people who like wrestling are silly and are should not wear beanies inside, um, like Matt is currently doing. It's I, actually more to train my hair to stay back than anything. Well, either way, I I I don't understand wrestling. I think it's it's. I watched wrestling as a kid from like nine to like when I was like. 12 like those ages like where it was like yeah, okay to un- yeah. yeah that's when it was literally like the number two show in america okay see that for some reason that was cool when i was that age and then yeah, like that's when you had stone cold the rock triple h 100 and then like 13 hit yeah exactly i mean i remember all those guys and then 13 hit and it was just like i got like for christmas i got like those little like uh monster trucks with like grave digger and, oh, yeah, I, and I was like i've seen grave digger live back then yeah I, I imagine the same people like wrestling also like what's happening at the megadome this sunday <laughs> not um, necessarily but I just, monster I, truck rallies are fun <laughs> well you're just proving my point I, I think there are certain types of, of ring fighting that is interesting i think boxing is fascinating i think mma is fascinating i think being a luchador i i enjoy the practice of luchadors uh, but because I, they're high flying i see here's the thing i don't i don't necessarily understand why i like luchadors okay. not, well i will tell you the wwe i will tell you and i can tell you that a lot of that luchador style has been integrated all over the world but but here's the thing i turned 14 and i think i got like my first like set of beyblades <laughs> i actually that's got to be like three years off but i remember being 14 and like all of a sudden there was like a shift in attention and i was just no longer into wrestling and, and I never went back. Girls and all yeah, that. and like you know, I started exactly like chasing, it's actually, chasing trim. You talk to most people, and that's actually a very common thing where they used to like it, and then but then they, they found that they liked girls, and they left wrestling. So what you're saying so Matt, they, is you never got to the point where you started liking girls? Well, I is am Carly married. just a beard? No. Okay. No. Um, so you just okay? Well, well that's <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
I got into it. I used to watch back in the day, like you did. Right. I would watch here or there. My parents weren't the biggest fan of it, so we couldn't watch too much because we'd have to hide it. Right. Because um, it's fighting on television. It's fighting. How dare you, back man. there, it was TVMA. TV, what's, oh, TV Mature. Right. Yeah. TV, gotcha. it was, Ratings. Yeah. So, like, they were cursing, and, you know, there was. That's when a lot of blood. That's when there was a lot of blood. Yeah. I, uh, I they have, weren't like, pretend- harrowing, harrowing yeah. images oh, yeah. of, like, Triple H just, like, fucked up. Yeah, oh, I'll show you. I can show you a match where Eddie Guerrero gets a chair over his head. It's literally the most blood anyone's ever bled in WWE ring. And that was on TV. Yeah, it was a pay per view. Uh, okay, we can go back and find it. Easy. Do I you have to pay per view? Right I got the network. Oh, we get the free purview. Well, it's ten bucks a month, but I get access so to everything. Wow. Well, I I want you to work out how much that is per view. Oh, it's like cents. What's well, because you watch a lot of wrestling? Well, I mean. If you go back and look at every pay-per-view they have on there, uh-huh. they have every single WWE pay-per-view, every ECW pay-per-view, and every WCW pay-per-view. I Those are... You could have just spouted off half the alphabet at me, and I wouldn't have... Along with their lower brands. I, I, saw, I saw the LPG and, and the FT, FT, FTM and the, the NAACQ. Uh, they, all, they, all, they had this organization called the FQLY7. Um, I think you should look into it. It's really liberating emotionally. And that's that's what just I heard. LGBTQTIIAAI. Yeah, I, I, I lowercase underscore whatever. I definitely. It's yeah. literally that long now. Let's get All back right. to let's get back to men kidding. beating each other for blood money. Okay. So okay. so so let's start. Okay. The, okay, hold on. So yeah, I'm getting into how I started watching it. Again. Okay. So watch it, and you know. I used to have like a Goldberg doll that me and my brother would do like wrestling moves on and stuff. It was like this big kind of plush doll. It seems really homoerotic. Not really, because it's mainly elbow drops. Okay, so you're more bashing someone's face in. All right, so it's like a it's like an an, uh, an outlet for aggression. Yeah, I mean it was okay. fun, but that's the and uh, so as I've talked about before, but David didn't listen to the old episodes until he became a host. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Matt, that's just my opinion. <laughs> All right. So Carly likes reality television. Mm-hmm. She became a fan of Total Divas, and one night she was like, "Hey, I just want to watch an episode of Raw because I want to see the Divas match." She watched it and was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna keep watching Total Divas. I really don't care because mm-hmm. at the time the women were not the greatest. This was like back in 2005, okay. or not 2005? Yeah, I was gonna say 2015. Carly 13. Yeah, back then. Uh, this was 2015." Okay. She watched an episode of Raw and she watched the Divas match. She's like, I'm I'm good on this. I was like, uh, do you mind uh keeping it on? Mm-hmm. And it was in it was at a time where uh WrestleMania was coming up in a couple months. Okay. So it was like in the good you know, it's the era it's the time when most people kind of tune back in. Right, because like Wait, the big events coming up. It's like exactly. tuning into playoff football. Exactly. Okay. Exactly the same thing. You know, it's where all the storylines are coming to a head and they're all going to meet biggest, you know, sports entertainment event of the year. I can't do a good this Sunday, the Megadome. (laughs) Actually, it's in in place of that voice or just say this Sunday, the Megadome and I will understand. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Actually, their pay-per-views are all on Sundays. That's (laughs) (laughs) carry on. (laughs) Carry on, my wayward son. Continue Um, telling me about the rest. So. I started, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember why I liked this back then. Granted, I was already dating a girl, mm-hmm. so that made it easier. 
Um, I was in. I was almost engaged at this. What point. What do you mean? What do you mean? It makes it easier that you're because she could just accept what I was at that oh, point okay. instead of her having to accept I was wrestling. I could bring something. Right. New she didn't have to meet it. you as someone who enjoyed wrestling. She yeah. could just fall in love and then discover. Oh, <laughs> I started something. <laughs> he bad. loves wrestling. So I started just watching WWE for a couple months. Uh-huh. You know, I was watching Raws when you know by myself, whatever, like at work or during the day. Because I was working nights then, too. Okay. And I got this job at The Voice. Okay. Um, I was a transcriber, and one of the guys that I was there with, the guy who comes on this podcast and normally talk about MMA and wrestling with mm-hmm. me, because I have become a big MMA fan through watching wrestling. Okay. Um, he, uh, he was watching something one day, and it was wrestling, and I went, oh, what's that? That's not WWE. He's like, oh, you watch wrestling too? I was like, yeah. He's like, man, I've been watching wrestling my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, he's only he stopped maybe for like a year or two, and that's it. And he's he's older than both of us, so he's been watching it forever. Right. Started showing me stuff. He's the first thing he showed me outside of that was this thing called Lucha Underground. I was watching this match with him where literally it was an hour long episode, and the entire time it was two guys fighting, trying to get as many pinfalls as possible, no rules. Like the ending of it is one they literally set up four tables, two on top of two, side mm-hmm. by side, and guys just they just power bomb each other through those tables. Wow. Yeah, it's nuts. So I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. And they're doing stuff you can't do in the WWE because WWE plays it safer because of all the concussion and how high profile they are. Right. They're more likely to get sued. Because they're like a media conglomerate. Exactly. So with these all these other independent ones, it's like if you hurt you you're able to get waiver signed that say if you hurt yourself it's on you mm-hmm. um so he started showing me that start going down the rabbit hole from so for the first couple months when i got back in it was just mainly wwe met someone who just took me down a rabbit hole so is, and it, so i have so it wasn't like oh i just became a wwe fan it was uh-huh. i be i watched up from all over the world now Literally okay. all over the world. You're just a fan of, of the world of wrestling. Just a fan of the world of wrestling. Okay, so that being said, and given your little history of your fandom, what makes wrestling a a good spend of your time? Like, What are you gaining from wrestling that, that can only be provided by wrestling? Okay. It is a, combinations, a combination of athletics and storytelling. Okay, so it's like so, it's like reality TV with and there's a fight. No, not even in, reality in TV. Okay. It is a live action melodrama. Okay, so it's a soap opera with a with a wrestling ring in the middle. Yeah. It's a soap opera where instead of everyone shooting each other, they settle it with fists. Okay, so th- this is where I get lost is cuz okay. I've I've watched enough as a young person to like wow, these guys really hate each other. And like, wow, there's all these like different like relationships. And then like, as I got older and like started like being a little more critical about those things, I was like, wait a second, this is all like, it's just a script. Yeah. Everyone's just reading from a script essentially. Not everyone. Well, they're just pushing the action along as per yes. the plan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're with the age of the internet things that, Yeah. I will give you a lot of people when they find out it's fake, they're like, oh, this is stupid now. Right? It's like it's a bunch of dudes in there. But with the age of the internet, there is so much more access to so many more different backstories and way you understand more how like creative thinks. Creative is the writing team for uh, the show. Ironic. 
Um, <laughs> um, I know what dig you just meant. <laughs> so there's a lot more backstory you can find into these things, and you can because of access in, to like things like Twitter and Facebook and and, and YouTube and or, like interviews that people okay. do now because people are once they're done wrestling they get paid to do interviews and go in and talk about it and they openly talk about it because it is very well known that it's not real right and so it's fun to go it's like when you're really into film and you love watching the behind the scenes documentaries and interviews with right and i do those the directors. i love those things yeah you can do that with wrestling uh, where you're watching the wrestler talk about their experiences the wrestler oh like yeah, exactly. when triple h and know, so and you understand more as it's happening you understand what's going on you can understand the nuances so it's okay. like the same when you watch a film you watch a film you're like oh man i see all these nuances and stuff then you go back and watch an interview where the director talks about all of it. So, and then like, you know, and so that makes the next thing they do even more intriguing and stuff like that. So it's, it's all about just, and each person has their own style and you know, like a fighting uh-huh. video game where everyone has their own fighting style. Right. I got you. Same got thing you. with wrestling. Okay. Uh, that, all that being said, um, I think the, the connection to, to my love of film is something interesting there. Uh, I, I often consider myself a, a, a critic of film because I love film. Like I love watching movies and I love critiquing them. Um, do you find yourself being a critic of the wrestling world? Do you have 100%. Like, okay. So give me like, like who is good in the wrestling world? If I wanted to like start right now, if like as we close up this podcast, I'm like open up YouTube and start looking into like these wrestling guys, who should I look into if I was interested in delving into this? I will give you a couple matches just to be able to show you what top guys can do. Okay. And to show you variety. All right, name it out. There is one that became very popular last year, like in the middle of the year. It was Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. Okay. Um, Ricochet also fights for uh, Lucha Underground. Okay. Uh, he's Prince Puma there. I'm actually going to go see him this Saturday. Oh, wow. At uh, PWG. That's a whole different story. I think that place is insane. So... They were part of this. They have this New Japan Pro Wrestling, the second bu- biggest wrestling company in the world. It's bigger in J- in, in Japan. It's bigger than the WWE. Okay. It literally owns Japan. Wow. Yeah. They do this tournament every year called the G1 Climax. Um, when things get, I know when you transfer <laughs> things from Japan to in- Japanese to English, things get a little. Yeah. Yeah. Sexual context. <laughs> context is weird. But uh, so, so you're going to the, all that. So you're going to the G1 round climax. Robin, it's it's cli- yeah. You're not going to the G1 climax. Uh, they're actually doing one of the days in LA this year. So I'm going to try to mm, go. So so the G climax is ha- excuse me, the G1 climax is happening in Los Angeles. Normally it takes place all over. It takes place all over. <laughs> it takes place all over Japan. <laughs> okay. But it's like it's like a 29 long day, a 29 day long thing where it's a round robin tournament and people fight and it's all okay. pools and it's all based on points. So it's like any other, you know, like World Cup tournament. The winner of it becomes number 1. Wait, uh, now how do you score in a scripted event? Well, I mean that's the thing. They decide they're going to decide who's going to win, but you get to put on all these amazing matches with people that may have never gotten a chance to perform with each other. Wait, okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay. So so the fighting, the actual fighting in the ring is predetermined. Not that the winner is predetermined. Okay. So the winner is predetermined. They loosely script out like, okay, we're going to do these moves and we're going to do these moves. Sometimes it's loosely scripted. 
Um, a lot of times they'll have different spots they have to hit. It's like at this point you're going to do this, you know? Right. And the ref is even involved in helping call the match. Okay. So So the ref is there helping them call out spots. Uh, and a lot of times they can feed off the audience and be like, Oh, they're really liking this way that the, you know, we started going this way and they're really feeling that. So Uh let's keep steering it towards this direction. Okay. So you're telling a story, right? There's a little movement. It's like, it's like ballet. You tell a story through movement. (laughs) <laughs> Did that ballet thing just throw you off? Well, yeah, because the thing the thing with ballet is when you go to see a ballet performance, what you're seeing is is a very well choreographed and and executed dance that is beautiful for for the motion and for the stops and for everything in between. And like, there's this it's it's music in motion is the way I've always looked at ballet is that it's it's music in motion. And like, I to compare that like I, I'm closer from what you're describing to to calling WWE like a loose form of like like improv like not just WWE storytelling well, yeah. yeah it seems like like very improv and very but also like somewhat script like there's a loose there's a loose yeah, itinerary yeah because there is guys you know there's a fam- very famous match from so I w- I was wrong about being the G1 it's part of the best of the super juniors still I know Japan has very weird names for all their stuff like they Best have of the super juniors. Like they have one. Do of they call bumps. that B O S J? Yeah, it's right there. Brilliant. Um, like they Japan is really weird. They have like a belt that's called the Never Open Weight. They just like when never translates, it doesn't mean the same thing. Right. Never so, open weight. Yeah, oh, so, weight is in like a uh, like pounds. Yeah. Not so weight, it's an open like, weight. Never open. Hey, wait a second. No, no, it's the never. Open weight champion. Okay. So, you know, anyone in any fight class. So they have, because they do, Japan does it. You got, wait, the you can fight super in any fight class or any weight class? You can fight each other? In the, yeah, in wrestling, yeah. Wait, so like me and you could have a wrestling match against each other. I'm yeah. maybe 150 yeah, pounds. Yeah, and there's, depending on, you know, how creative one to book it, you could go over. Is, is there gambling in wrestling? Yeah, you can. No. You're essentially betting on, on storytelling or. Mm-hmm. writing so so wouldn't just like knowing the people who work for creative just make you money you could but that's also you could also see that as fixing but it's already fixed yeah but most people don't know the actual outcome yet right but like let's say like let's say i write for creative mm-hmm. and you call me up and like hey dave i'm i'm going to to bosj uh 27 this this weekend uh, and That's just and I've got I've got ten grand that I want to turn to twenty grand, and I'm like, oh, dude. Well, I wrote in this 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 script where where uh, Junior Max three thousand beats the shit out of out of Little Max, and you're like, whoa, no way, Little Max is gonna lose. I'm like, yeah, dude, Little Max is gonna get the shit kicked out of him. It's like I'm gonna make ten thousand dollars now. <laughs> Thank you, David. Like, how is that? You can, but that's Why? also that's also morally wrong. A lot of wrestling has to do with morals. Explain yourself. <laughs> you, okay. There's a comedian out there. I listen to his podcast, Matt McCarthy. Gonna okay. I'm actually going to meet up. Um, I'm meeting with – I'm selling my extra ticket to one of his friends, so I'm going to uh-huh. see him at the show at the wrestling show I'm going to this weekend. That's cool. Um, he, he has this thing. He has this bit. I have it on 7-inch. I can play it for you. Okay. He's like, it's all about what wrestling fans are supposed to do. You're supposed to cheer the baby face and boo the heel. Because the baby face stands for what's good in the world. Uh-huh. He is morally right. You John know, Cena. Uh, exactly. 
John Cena is the perfect example of a baby face. You know, it's someone who's always doing the right thing, doesn't cheat, and who's the stands heel? up. Heel would be. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like the Undertaker. Undertaker. Or is the Undertaker like a Dark Knight? At this point, Undertaker's like a Dark Knight. Oh, that's dope. I remember Undertaker. Yeah. That's that. That was kind of the same way as Stone Cold. Right. He was like the anti-hero. Ah. So there, the anti-hero has come into play a lot in right. wrestling because that's a that's a complicated through line for people to understand. Yeah, but it, it makes it more interesting. Right. You know, a lot right. of people like John Cena gets booed a lot because he is just such a clean-cut babyface. But his wrestling ability over the past few years, I mean, he's been doing it forever, but WWE is finally bringing in people from the indie scene that are making him better. And so, like, they have some of the best people in the world now. Well, but, w- but how, do you, how do you discern if someone's good or bad at wrestling? Athletic ability and their ability to tell a story within the ring. You know why people love The Rock? He was athletic, but also his body language, his core, his, you know, his facial expressions, the way him and Stone Cold would fight each other, going back and forth and showing like the rise up and you know, so so being a all good that wrestler, different stuff also has to do with being a good actor. So being yeah, but what I'm getting at is like so being a good MMA fighter, mm-hmm. being Conor McGregor, pure is, talent is pure talent and, and smarts and and just yeah, showing a, a level of genius in fighting. Yeah. Whereas wrestling is acting while being big. No, it's acting. It's being able to tell a story through movement and moves. It's being able to show that comeback that, you know, it's being able to show why the heel is such a bad guy. Like move sets. There's literally heel and baby face move sets. Okay. Because some are, excuse me. There's some moves that seem dirty. And only heels do those. Okay. Now, there are like really clean and crisp moves. Both can do that, but there's like certain moves where it's like that's a baby face move because it's you know it's it's seen as like a very heroic and straightforward move. Okay, I have a I have a corkboard conspiracy theory. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for this. Who who is who is the target dem for wrestling? WWE is definitely younger children. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you that. Yeah, WWE definitely skews towards younger children, which is fine. For which is yeah, I mean, that's, what what kind of younger children? Younger children of like New York City or younger children all of over, like, all over the world. Just everybody, everyone, everybody. Um, because what they they are a morality tale. They are right and wrong. I was going to say yeah. I mean, this sounds very religious. Not so much. Well, it, it's like if, if, it's if, like The Walking Dead. Think of, The Walking Dead is just a soap opera placed in a zombie apocalypse. Okay. You got, you know, you got the guy, you got the main people who are like, we'll accept you. You know, we, we're all about restarting the population. We're trying to get through this and survive. And we just want good people who want to help other people. Right. But also then you got the bad guys who come in. We want to, there's we're going to start the new world order and we're going to do what we want. But every story to a certain extent is a, is a battle between morals. But what I'm saying is, is putting it so on, on the cusp, it sounds a lot like, like, when, when I looked at um, religious as a, as a kid is that religion is really just a, it's a base moral code. It's like, okay, these are the things that we all agree on that like are make a good society and like make people like each other. These are all the things we don't agree on. It's like when you lo- read like the Bible, for instance, or more specifically the Torah, um, you realize that it's, it's a lot of rule sets on like, hey, if a donkey steps in a hole on your property, you pay for the donkey. If, you know, like, and it's like all these different like loose moral, and like there's all these stories about like, 
oh, this person went to this town and did something bad and they killed them because that was what happens when you do that thing. And, like, it's a very, like, stories for the purpose of moral explanation. That way, as children, we were, like, equipped somewhat with, like, the moral ambiguity of situations. We're like, we're like oh, no, no, no. I have a reference point because I, I listen to this story in temple or in church, and I understand the moral conundrum that's going on here, and I have, I'm equipped emotionally to handle it now. Yeah. So is wrestling somewhat like that, but but for the non-religious? Like, is it just no, another moral code? I wouldn't say code? that. I would, I would say it more draws its morals from the traditional moral value that was created by Judeo-Christian, you know, values. Right, but, but even... Oh, hold on, because this is also just... Now it's a, it's an Asian uh, a phenomenon as well, right? Oh, it's been huge in Japan forever. Okay, well, Japan is a very... Two of the it's matches. It's not Christian. Two of the it's, matches. It's a, Buddhist, I would, it's a Buddhist nation. But moral codes are still pretty much the golden rule. Translate through any uh, form loosely. Of I mean, the, just the difference between Taoism, Buddhism, and, and Confucianism is is greater of a difference between Judaism and Christianity. I mean, like like morality in in Eastern religions are are wildly different. Are, are like, yeah? I, does I, the I, Japanese scene have the same the same good kind guy, of bad guy yeah. setup? Totally. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, all over the world. I mean, I guess storytelling just always is going to have a bad guy and a good guy, but... Yeah, that's all it is. Like, they had a champ for a while last year. His name's Naito. He he runs this group, uh, Los Ingobernables de Hopan. One more time? Uh, Los Ingobernables de Hopan. Okay. <laughs> um and it was awesome because he was this bad guy. He would cheat. He's got the He's got a guy with him who's literally named Evil. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like Japan is super on the nose about this stuff. Well, uh, they also are the people who gave us Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, I mean, just look at Juice and Thunder Liger. He's pretty much a Power Ranger. Uh, so, but Naito, like what's interesting, like he's a bad guy. What makes him fun is when he won the belt, it was his first time ever, but he acted like he didn't care. Like he would throw the belt up in the air. He would never wear it. He's just like, I didn't need the belt to prove I was better than you. It's just the way that you perceive the best uh-huh. is through this belt. So I'm he, just here to show you I'm better than you, and this belt means nothing. How to me. often do the bad guys get the belt? Depends. Depends on like what people are responding to. Like uh, John Cena's had the belt for 25 years. Yeah, and people he, still love it. He hasn't had the belt for that long, right? But if he did, like, I mean, he just tied Ric Flair's record of 16. 16 what? Title reigns. How long is a reign? As ever long as they keep the belt. Right, but how long? John like, Cena just lost his last night, and it's only been like two weeks. How well? How often does he fight for his title? Weekly to monthly, and sixteen is the longest. He just lost it last night. He just lost the the belt. for the sixteenth time. Wait, wait, wait. John Cena lost his belt. belt. Yeah, the sixteenth time. Yeah, he's won it sixteen times, and then lost it sixteen times. Yeah. To get multiple times, you have to lose it multiple right, times. Right, but can't you, can't you hold on to it? Yeah, if you hold on to it, then you have the longest reign, but the most title reigns. Okay, okay. What's the longest reign? Uh, Bruno San Martino. But this is back from, like, territory days. So back in the territory days, you would have certain guys who were... So you had, like, Texas, uh, like, Rhode Island, New York area. Like, uh-huh. the McMahons ran the upper East Coast area of, like, New York, Massachusetts and okay. stuff. Vince McMahon Sr. did the territory. The stuff. guy who, Vince who shaved Trump's head. No. Trump, Trump shaved, shaved McMahon's head. head. 
and that was Vince McMahon Jr. Oh. Vince McMahon Jr. is the owner of, and that's the one everyone knows. <clears throat> He's right. the one who took it on a global and national scale. Okay. Um, Vince McMahon Sr. wanted to keep it territorial, as it was in the day, but in the territories, people who are really over in certain territories would travel to other territories and be like, I'm coming here from this place and I've beaten everyone there and you show me your best and I'll beat them. You know, mm-hmm. like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes were like that. They were Ric Flair. That's why he gets credited with like the 16 time thing is, I mean, if you go back and actually look throughout his career in different places, it's probably closer to like 20, but WWE recognized based off like territories and like how old he was at the time and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So he, Ric Flair would travel to all these different territories. He would travel across the country and he would come into places where they, all they got is Texas wrestling, but he'd come in and be like, I'll beat any of your Texas. I'm a high, you know, I'm a styling, profiling, limousine, riding, jet flying Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to, you know, and I'm here to beat up your best. Where's Ric Flair today? Uh, his daughter is actually women's champ. Oh wow! But where is he today? Oh, he's still he's like behind the scenes, just doing whatever. He gets used every once in a while. Wow! But he doesn't wrestle anymore. He's old. So he used to be kind of like the cowboy of wrestling, run around in different towns and clean it up. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on how they wanted to book it. Okay, you know, but it was normally like the champion coming in is probably going to win because they're going to tour all the territories, and you know, there's like an agreement between the territories. We're going to share these guys, and we're going to put them over. Right. Then Vince McMahon Jr. made his into a national thing, and that's when all the territories started dying. Uh huh. Because it went on a national level. Yeah. And they couldn't compete with. Exactly. Right. Um, so there's where were we? so we're, much. Yeah, dude. The history of wrestling is deep. It goes back to Carney days. That's, okay. That's the thing. Most of the language is Carney language. Really? Like calling you a mark. What's like that? a mark is a fan. Uh huh. Because back in the Carney days, oh, you know, that guy's popping super hard. You know, popping, like, popping, giving a big cheer, like everything. He's like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you're like, oh, dude, that's such a big pop, you know, because someone walked in and the crowd exploded. Oops. Right. <laughs> um, the crowd exploded. So, you know, it's called a pop. A mark is, um, you know, like someone's like, you know, I can, we can really push those guys' buttons and we can get to them and get big reactions out of them. So fans are marks. Okay. Smart fans are called smarks. What are smart fans? Smart marks. Right. But, so that means. But what makes a they, fan smart? They know. They read the dirt sheets. They read the. You know. They go and they watch interviews. They, Wait, what are most, dirt sheets? Dirt sheets are different things where, um, where like rumors about what's going on in different promotions and storyline wise and who's signing what where and free agency and right like, but can't the writers just tell you <laughs> no that's the thing no i'm talking about in real life okay like Wait, so the dirt so is like, like what what like critics are writing or like what, what no fans critics are it's like imagine someone watching imagine an nfl analyst who also gives you updates on player situations in the locker room and stuff like that so like when you like remember when the Niners right right but when on, Harbaugh and Jed York were having yeah yeah and it was all over the news, news because right okay hold on that's but, pretty much what dirt sheet dirt sheets encompass rumors about storylines and stuff like right that. but here here's the thing here's 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 a confusing point okay uh, a good reporter in the NFL has the phone number of the beat that he's like he he can call up coaches or call up staff members and he's like in the pockets of certain people like hey like exact same thing. Right, but why don't you just be in the pockets of the writer? Like, why can't 
why can't the analyst just like call Creative Studios and be like, hey, like, who's winning this weekend? Yeah. They do. And they gamble? And people no, gamble on the sport? No, those guys don't gamble. Why not? Because it's You'd make so much money. be unethical. It, because they take themselves as true journalists. And so as, it'd be unethical to do that. Because it's script because it is scripted and determined, there is a, like a extra sense. Yeah, exactly. There's an extra sense. If you feel like you have an inside track, you shouldn't do it. I mean you could, but it'd be looked down upon. And also the bookies would probably come after you. Why are you winning every single thing? Then you tell the bookie and then you start your own No. Then you be a bookie. And then you just steal people's money. How are the bookies not calling all of them? But that's all unethical. Oh, my God. There is a moral code, right and wrong. That's why it's great. Honestly, it's great. I mean, yeah, there's the whole thing of you don't want to teach children violence. But little kids love John Cena. They They love the baby faces because they're doing what's right. They're giving them a sense of moral code. And they hate the bad guys because they're like, they're cheating. They're being unfair. It's. It's actually teaching moral values. If you or I worked, if if I worked for Creative Studios, mm-hmm. and I was part of the writing team, Creative Studios—they're just called Creative. Creative. If I was part of Creative, um, and I gave me the inside track, I was a writer. I would not bet. Well, hold on. And I was a writer. Every bookie that handles gambling on wrestling would be on speed dial <laughs> because it would be, hey, I just finished writing this thing. We're going to move it along. Hey, bookie number one, for ten thousand dollars, I will tell you who's winning this weekend. All right, thank you. I Wired guarantee you will be fired. Why? NDA. Non-disclosure agreement. No, I don't know what an NDA means, but you would be fired because you would violate well, your well, NDA. Who, who's gonna be firing me? Vince McMahon himself. Vince McMahon's on speed dial. <laughs> Vince, Vince McMahon would not care. Vince McMahon. Everyone sees him as this like kind of heel figure, but at the end of the day, he loves wrestling. He grew up on wrestling. His life is wrestling, and he wants nothing but the best for the business. So he will try to keep it as pure as possible. This is insane to me. I'd be the wealthiest man <laughs> if I wrote for creative. Well, that's because your morals and ethics when it comes to that stuff no, is look, a little look. lower than to to question my moral and ethics in a in a in duping people out of money. Well, I just know you personally, so... Right, but <laughs> I don't think it's immoral to, like, okay, so so I'm selling you a product that you know is fake. It's like, okay, Matt, Matt, I've got this I've got this snake oil. It does nothing for you, but I'm going to tell you that it does all these beautiful things. Hold on one second. Back to the Power Ranger thing. That's Juice and Thunder Liger. Juice and Thunder? His name is Juice Jushin? and Thunder Liger. Jushin? Thund- Jushin. Jushin Thunder Liger. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's power like ranger years steroids. Yeah, he's like 50 years old, too, and he still wrestles. Oh, he's terrifying. He's awesome. Emotionally. He's super funny. And mentally. I'm terrified. All right, and so... No, I mean, we're such, we're we're in such a rabbit hole on this that I don't... I don't I don't know how you're in a rabbit... Oh, oh I get what you're saying. I don't, yeah, I mean, like, now I'm, now I'm in the moral... I don't understand how you find there's a moral co- quandary in in the scenario, but... Okay, so, because so moving it's on. Hold on, so moving to, on, so moving to, on. To take insider knowledge and use it to your gain. It's it's, it's fucking stupid to gamble <laughs> on wrestling. No, no, no. It's I know. I know here, it here's is. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Matt, if you're stupid enough to buy my snake oil, right? Yeah. Am I immoral for making the snake oil? You're immoral for Hold duping on. people. 
so the WWE is immoral for selling them on the, the idea that gambling is possible for WWE. No, that's the thing. WWE didn't set that up. They don't endorse the gambling? No, never. I've Actually, never the, once seen them endorse the gambling aspect. So if I go if I go to Vegas, could I gamble on WWE? You could, but that's based on what the book if the bookie actually wants to do it or not. Well the Flamingo I have no idea. I've never bet on it. Okay. Because okay. that's the thing. You got to think anyone who's actually doing that stuff as well is also reading the dirt sheets and knows the odds of based on the rumors that are coming out. Well, and also probably knows the writers. Yeah. So I just, I mean, because it is fixed, it, it's not as popular, but people do it. It's normally, normally the biggest time to do it is like WrestleMania and a lot or like the Royal Rumble. Right. Because there's so much up in the air. Exactly, because it's like there's so many secret surprises that could come out or like who knows who's going to win and do all this stuff. So that's more likely. But on a day-to-day basis, it's not really anything. Because if I went to an episode of Raw, if I bet on an episode of Raw, I could probably predict the entire thing, but I would make no money on it. Here's the thing. I would never gamble on an episode of Adventure Time. Because you know exactly where it's going. Well, no, because that would be asinine. Because, because what? I just don't understand why you're so obsessed about the betting aspect. Oh, like that—that's nothing to me. Because, I don't even think me, about it. To, okay, so the, there is this thing in sporting where, like, I don't even think as about, a, like okay. So there is the actual engagement of the sport, mm-hmm. and the engagement of the sport is fun because it is the the game. Yeah. Right. So, like, football is a fun game to play, and it's it's also a spectator sport, and part of the spectator sport is flexing your knowledge of the sport and the world that they live in. And so, yeah, a certain part... You can part, totally do that with wrestling. Right. And so a certain part of that is 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 exercised via the via gambling, right? So it's like, I know so much about the Green Bay Packers and so much about the Falcons. I'm going to go down to my bookie this weekend in Vegas, the Flamingo, and I'm going to drop all this money because I know that I I can pick this game. Okay. That's part of the spectator sport culture, right? Oh, Mitch is going to be in Vegas this weekend. I'm going to give him 20 bucks to put down on this game. It's part of the spectator culture. So wrestling is considered a sport, loosely. Sports entertainment is what they call it. Okay, it's sports entertainment. I, they had to do that to skirt the uh, certain athletic commissions. Right, because they can't be considered a sport. They're, they're, they're being written. And but but at the same time... connects fully and, yeah. Right. I mean, isn't the NFL also a sports entertainment? In- no. The NFL is a sport, but the NFL corporation could be seen as a sports entertainment corporation, but the okay. actual sport itself has to adhere to the sports commissions. Okay. You know, the state. Right, but wrestling doesn't. But you can still gamble. It can at certain points. Certain just- certain aspects of it, like when it comes to like, like WWE doesn't allow steroid use. They don't allow, they have banned substances. Why? Because back, but in, the make day, back, in, the, back in the day when they allowed it, there was a lot of, there's a lot of, there was abuse and there's a lot of ramifications that have been <clears throat> pulling themselves out over the last but do people, 15, 20 years. Do people get better by at wrestling at a scripted event by doing more drugs? Not necessarily. They just look beefier and then are better practice out? Yeah, but the the physical toll that you can you know, right. like mental toll that it will give on you is there's a lot of wrestlers who back in the day are really messed up now. 
That's well, why they don't allow open headshots anymore in right, WWE. Because concussions. Okay. Okay. Let's let's steer away from gambling in the sports aspect. Because I think I am so confused. Like, I see you got hooked up on the gambling thing. I don't. Yeah. Know well, why. I mean, I, I, again, again, I don't. I, I think it's part of the culture. It's, it's in the same part of the culture. I get it, but I don't. I don't subscribe to gambling in any form of sport. Really. I mean, I'll th- with my buddy, like for the right. Super Bowl, we did Throw down prop- five bucks. For yeah, we did right. prop bets. That was fun, you know, or doing squares or something like that for like super big things like that. I'll probably do it or like, oh, hey, you know, here's 20 bucks for who's going to win the World Series. Right. But I'm not any more than that. Okay. Well, let's. Okay. So I kind of understand. And I don't think people who watch wrestling are into gambling like that. Because I think there's just a different mindset. Okay, it's just not who, part of the culture. Never, I, I've never seen like I've seen Vegas, like they'll do Vegas betting odds every once in a while, but it's all really just in for fun to see like, oh, here's the Vegas betting odds on who's going to win the Royal Rumble, just because it's fun, just because it's like, oh, you know, let's see what is out in the. Wait, ether. Are you saying that comes out in pay per view moments where they'll talk about no, the they, no, 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 like different websites and reporters okay. write about okay. it. I was going to say. But it never comes up on on the actual program for any of them. Okay. All right. So so I kind of understand. I'm starting to understand the, the intrigue. Um, it seems like, to me, what you're watching is a, a series of television shows that happen. Yeah. It's a, I don't it's know. An how, epi- I don't it's an episodic it. television show. So long Monday Night Raw is the longest episodic run, longest running episodic television show ever. Okay. Um excuse me. I guess that makes sense. Well And so the people who go to see it are just the same people who go to see, you know, Seinfeld live. This is the tapings of Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you this is why you should come next Monday with me. Well, here Come I'm with sh- me next Monday. I'm so maybe, but hold on. I'm so confused. It's like, it's. I mean, what we're watching right now. You've so just, I'm turning on yeah. the Will Osprey versus Ricochet, Ricochet best of the Super Juniors match. And what we're being what we're being sold right now is a sporting event. There is it is being. It looks like and it is acting like a weird sport because this guy yeah. is wearing an absurd outfit. But Dude, in, ring outfits are awesome, right? But I recognize this ring as something I might see in a boxing match. Yeah. I'm I'm recognizing the people sitting in what looks like a stadium, like a very yeah, it's small, a small stadium. stadium. Japan has a lot of small stadiums all over. I mean, this guy has has a belt and uh, that belt on his butt. is his IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship belt at the time. One more time, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship belt. How many belts are there? Depends on which promotion. Okay. Because like the one I go to out here in uh, there's also There's a lot of both sexuality of these, happening both of these right guys, now with this gentleman. Both of these guys. See, you. that's the thing. Everyone's always like, oh, it's so sexual and stuff. It's well, like, there was just a shot of that dude's crotch. And there are words written on his butt. Do you know what happens when words are written on someone's butt? You <laughs> stare like, at their butt. I understand that. I understand you know what that. butts are used for? Pooping. Homoerotic sexual relations. Matthew. But also, yes, pooping. But also, like, also just... It's King some, Ricochet. And his butt says King. Yeah, because he's King Ricochet. It's like, it's a female version of, of someone's juicy. butt saying juicy. Yeah. It <laughs> no, I, mean, I get it. I mean, he, he wrestles in those. He wrestles in the uh, in the shorts. Those aren't shorts. Yeah. They're, it's underwear. It's, yeah, it's like a Speedo type thing. It's bigger than a Speedo. Yeah, okay. It's more a Speedo. It's more of a Speedo. 
but Will Ospreay's in full uh, in full, full pants. Yeah, pants. That seems like a disadvantage. It's not. They're all made out of the same material. Well, yeah, d- that dude's wearing some Japan dude's wearing a PWG t-shirt. Well, that is amazing. Well, there is no either. That's the one that's out in right. Reseda. Well, there's there's no disadvantage or advantage really. No. It all, it's already it, scripted. There are guys who wrestle like one of the the top guy on Monday Night Raw right now, the champion, uh-huh. wrestles in a t-shirt with the sleeves cut off and gym shorts and wrestling boots. He has he actually has a singlet underneath like a wrestling singlet underneath uh-huh. but he wears gym shorts and a t-shirt that's his outfit huh so okay, yeah. these are funky boots yeah okay so this is so this this is gonna be a match this is a very high flying match these guys are considered high flyers a lot of a lot of old school guys will call them spot monkeys because they just hit spots all the time mm-hmm. so and by the way underneath that is just wood it's just pieces of plywood across like other pieces of wood. Okay. So I mean, it hurts. Those are true steel cables on the side. WWE still uses like thick rope. Uh huh. You get, dude. You look at people's backs afterwards. <laughs> they um, they they're messed up. Uh huh. That was a sexual experience we just watched. That man <laughs> was just doing the. He was the... flexing to show. Yes, he was in. He was trying to show. Yeah, look at my muscles. See, that's the thing. You're reading so much into the sexuality of it. Well, I'm reading so much into what I'm being sold. I'm being sold to sporting events. No, you want to be sold that. That's what you think of it, so that's what you want to be sold on. I'm being... Because, look, other than that, like, what I'm watching is I'm watching... I'm watching... Yeah, I can see the pretending. I can see the the acting that this man is going through. But there are some guys who will literally hit you. They call it strong style. They beat the crap out of you. But that's the thing. They expect to get the crap beat out of them back. So, like, they'll really hit you. But other guys... Those tend to be the more brawler types, right? I mean, this These is guys this is highly super, choreographed. Yeah, yeah, dude, this match is awesome because it's highly choreographed. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, because they're both showing an extreme prowess of athletic ability. Okay, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. They're both showing off that they're incredibly athletic, uh, and that they they fake hate each other. So it's it, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm understanding the ballet relationship that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. I still don't think this is ballet or comparable no, I, to, but I understand. I understand the the connection you made. Um, just in in the sense that it is a choreographed storytelling. Yeah, I mean, I think again, ballet is more expressive than that. Yeah, but what I was trying to say. So this one's probably very planned out. There are other matches where the I mean, they did a. They were doing backflips in unison a moment ago. Yeah. So it's very choreographed. There are other matches where there are a lot of the older guys they used to like to call it on the spot. You know, they have spots where they're going to set up, but as they're in the ring, they're calling what they're doing, and that's most often what they're doing. They have certain things they're going to hit, but they're calling to get the crowd pumped and like rest spots and all that stuff in the middle of the ring. That's why every time you see them like pull in and it looks like they're like head to head for a mm-hmm. second, they're talking in each other's ear. Wow. Yeah, because they're planning. And by the way, a lot of the stuff they really hit it, and it hurts. Right? No, I believe that. I mean, I've seen broken noses and things happen in this. Oh yeah, I mean, I've seen people just absolutely get destroyed. Like people will just jump and completely miss something outside and just land flat on their uh-huh. back on concrete. Happens right. all the time. And in that respect, it's kind of like a NASCAR thing. It was just like you're going to watch a crash happen eventually. That's really bad wrestling. Really? Yeah, that's bad wrestling. Guys like this don't do that. They're right. No, and they're announcers. And the announcers are they yeah. part of creative? Are they no, part of the no, WWE? Are they part of the broadcast? Like, they're who, part of the broadcast team. 
Okay, so they don't know what's going to happen. They don't have like a script. They have down. scripts, actually. They do have things, and oftentimes they have the producer in their ear kind of telling them things, certain things to say or like, you know, point this out. And But they have scripts of what's going to happen. So a lot of times you can actually see. They don't show the announcers a lot during the match because you can actually see them just looking down. Right, and, so they're all color commentators, no, no like analyst commentators. Uh, there's a play-by-play. Like there's no John Gruden's in wrestling. Not so much. But there are guys that do the play-by-plays. So there's play-by-play and color. Okay. So the color guys are like, you know, giving commentary on the match and like talking more about the psychology. But then the the play-by-play guys, they'll do a little color every once in a while, but they're calling out the moves and they're saying what's going on within but they, the match. But they have a script. Yeah, all of them do. And they also have someone in their ear telling them things to say. Right, so there's no, so there's nobody in the wrestling world that we're sitting around watching like, oh, I love watching Monday Night Football because I can watch John Gruden analyze the hell out of the quarterback. No. Okay, that's interesting. Whoa, this guy's out of the ring. This is in the audience. What if an audience member jumps up and tackles them? Then they're going to get the crap beat out of them. Right, much like a show if you just run up on stage and get in the singer's yeah, face they're gonna punch you exactly it is it is like any other show it is respected these are performers you do not interfere with them unless they specifically use you which i've been at shows where the wrestlers they'll go on the outside and one actually grabbed audience members and told them to hold their opponent and like came up and chopped him wow. like came to like, like the audience was helping one of the wrestlers hold the other guy down and he was a heel uh I'm trying to think no, Sammy wasn't a heel for that match. Even though he got the he was fighting to the, hold on to the guy. He was fighting the top heel. But that's the thing. There are certain aspects where it's like that That show is a special type of show where anything's, anything goes, n- almost nothing's off limits. And it's just, it's just think, be the most creative you can be. Okay, so, so really quickly, uh, explain to me what makes bad wrestling bad. And what makes good wrestling good? Same way of watching bad football or baseball or versus bad foot versus good. Well, a bad football game is a blowout. Well, just really bad athletic ability. Yeah, but that's like I mean, unless you're watching like peewees, you're not going to get bad athletes on a football field. Yeah, but I'm saying like, I mean, I think the worst football game of this year was that that runaway. Well, the, all of the runaway playoff games. Yeah, but if like you the best like, game this year was that six six tie. Was that Seattle Arizona six six game? Yeah, I mean, that depends to me on how the you look best at it. game of the NFL season. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, but there are times where it's like guys are just really you know they're just not that good. They can't hit spots, and they're trying to just do too much. And it's normally like the guys who are like on independent, you know, like really small time guys who've barely been doing it, and they you know they, right. they train like two to three times a week for like whatever and whatever crappy ring they have. And right, not, so so bad wrestling by, is like backyard, yeah. just in the same way that like like a bad rock band is just going to be bad. bad. Yeah, it's like, like the bad performers. It's like the difference between going out and watching an NFL game versus a bunch of dudes playing a pickup game. Yeah, but a bunch of dudes playing a pickup game are are having fun for a different reason. I think you could still have interest in those games for different reasons. I watched a pickup hockey game a couple weeks ago that I thought was fucking bonkers. Despite the fact that like one team scored nine zero, just because I could watch like a couple of guys on each team are really really freaking good. Yeah, that's I mean there's that's, yeah, so what, we, what you're watching when you're watching good wrestling is you're watching good choreography, you're watching good execution, good acting, everything, and you're just, watching like, people who have honed their craft. Right. 
Uh, and so that's good wrestling, and then bad wrestling is people who just like jump in there and just start punching each other in the face and just do a loose. Not so much like they're just they just don't have the athletic ability to try to do what they're trying to do, and they can't tell a story. It's just really sloppy looking. Like this is really crisp and clean. Now imagine if they missed half this, but they were still selling, and it was just kind of like they were lethargic going mm-hmm. through half the moves. That'd be bad wrestling because it's just not. It's boring. It's not interesting. Like it's just it's I mean, just people a, who shouldn't this, be doing it. I, I I think what I'm running into is I keep trying to place it as a sport. Don't. It's very much. It's not. entertainment. Well, it's it's, it's athletic and it, yeah, it's a performance. performance. It's it's a performance in the same way that Cirque du Soleil is a performance. Exactly. Okay, I'm that's start, what, I'm starting to understand du, it. Cirque du Soleil takes a lot of athletic ability. But but I'm looking at when I'm watching these these people act. I'm not watching good acting. In the same way that I would be like, oh, like this TV show that I'm watching currently is No, but as long as they can sell you the emotion they're supposed to sell, that's all that matters. So it's okay that they're selling baseline. Yeah, I mean, as long as they get across what they need to. Right, but in a movie that or in a movie or television show, baseline acting ability would not be But adequate. that's because that's what that's all that's required. Right. I mean even, even in Cirque du Soleil, I think which is an incredibly athletic guy's holding his wow. Yeah, it's a thing. You're just going to be up against other people's uh, private parts, and you just kind of have to deal with it. That's very part sexually of it. charged. It's very part. Of, that's part of it. That's very sexually Not charged. Not sexually charged. Yep. It's like, but that's the thing. A lot of these guys used to do like actual wrestling in high school. And, and I think wrestling is a very sexually charged sport. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm not trying to say that it's a bad thing for being sexually charged. I'm just saying that it happens to be a very sexually charged uh, image. I think you read way too much into sports. <laughs> I disagree. Sport is sport. Like I don't, I don't find a lot of sexuality in baseball, football, hockey. Uh, I find a lot of sexuality in volleyball. Um, I find a lot of sexuality in in wrestling. I I just think you're trying to find sexuality. I'm not looking for it. It's just there. Uh, you're very Freudian, aren't you? <laughs> Sometimes, Matt, a wrestling rink is just a wrestling rink. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm not, it doesn't change the fact that the imagery is very sexually charged. I'm not saying that like, oh, they're trying to sell me sex with these two men. They're trying to trying to show me that homosexual relations are good. Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that they are happen. They happen to have very sexual imagery, in the same way that like a billboard has very sexual imagery. I get you. Well, maybe not in the yeah, same way, but whatever. I, either either way, and I'm starting to understand why you like wrestling. Um, I still, I, I don't think I've been convinced that I, I should follow it, but I'm, I'm intrigued by, by the complexity, I think, of the, of the culture that has spawned around it. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to find, so that was like a very high-flying spot. Right, well choreographed. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, if you go back to, you know, back in the day, people, wrestlers used to be like, oh, no, I just call it in the ring and stuff. And one of the best matches I think I've ever seen is from WrestleMania 3. It was Randy Macho Man Savage versus mm-hmm. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Okay. And was it, was, it, but, was but, it calling in the ring? No, that was the thing. They completely choreographed the entire match. Okay. But it's one of the greatest things you've ever seen. But I've seen plenty of matches where they're calling it, and it's fantastic. See, I, I think I'd be more interested in the calling it in the ring aspect of, like, the crowd. of Because like, then, then what you're watching is you're watching two men expertly craft and play live yeah off of improv. each other and off of the crowd yeah then it's an improvisation which i think there's some magic to improv that's really yeah i mean that's most of what happens but every once in a while 
You get these high flying. You'll get these matches that are just incredible. It's like, listen, we know what spots we're. Is there one you prefer over the other? No, they just they all hit for different reasons. Yeah, they all have their different. Like that one, it's very athletic, and you're like, man, these guys are doing crazy stuff. It looks like gymnasts fighting. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's fun. But then you got guys. But can't we just watch really good action films that do that? Like, have you seen Ip Man? Yeah, or The Raid Two. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely the same, but this is, like, live. You know, you can experience it for yourself. Okay. Right, but then why aren't we just selling tickets to 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 those guys practicing it men and Raid 2 fighting? I don't know. Why aren't you? I don't know. Capitalism, let's get, dude, let's do get it. in contact with do all it. these people. Matt. And then we'll just, and then we'll get a team of people to follow them around with cameras, and we'll do a live but reality here's, here's TV show about them fighting Those things are pulling their punches just like wrestlers. Right, because it's an act. It's mm-hmm. it's a practice for a performance. Yeah. Fascinating. Here, I'll try to find one that's really good. No, here. This is this is a really good match. So this guy, Shinsuke Nakamura. These guys are both in the WWE now. This is actually their last matches. Some of their last match. This is AJ Styles' last match in uh, New Japan. New Japan? New Japan. Where's the old Japan? Ha, 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 ha. Um... So, yeah, they do these highlight videos, and they put the worst music over them. Uh, but Shinsuke is called the king of strong style. Meaning, Strong uh-huh. style means they hit you. means you're going to get beat up out there. Not everything is going to completely land, but most arm and punches, they'll hit you. Now, what are these ropes made of? Are these steel these ropes? Are, yeah. Or are these? These, this is actually the same company. This is their WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom. Oh. Yeah, and this was at Wrestle Kingdom 10 uh, last year. January for every January fourth they have wrestled. Is AJ Styles a white man? Yeah, dude, they have a bunch of uh, Gojin. What's Gojin? Uh, foreigner. It's foreigner in Japanese is Gojin. That's what they call him in wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know. You know so what we call foreigners a- in in football? Foreigners. <laughs> That's also because you're American, right? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. So I mean, Shinsuke. These are two of the greatest in the world for sure, and they do they do di- very different things. See, like like there's some of the acting ability there, you know, just kind of like playing with it. And... Right, but I don't think they're they're very good actors. I think the choreograph their choreography is excellent. Like, yeah, but they're not trying to be the best actors in the world. Would you say The Rock's the best actor in the world? No, exactly. But he was good at what he did. Uh huh. Why is this thing keeps going to black? I don't fully understand this highlight this, video. This is a highlight. This is just showing you instead of this is six minutes of the match instead of twenty two. Is every match like twenty five half an hour? Uh, it depends. What's the shortest match? Oh, I've seen matches go a minute. Wow! Just because the whole point was supposed to be a squash. This thing keeps blacking out. I don't know why. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of his moves. Yeah, like, some of this like, imagery is hilarious. And that guy was just stomping in some dude's neck against a steel bar. Yeah. And just like, like, like shaking yeah. him. Yeah. It was crazy. How long has your phone sitting, been sitting there? The whole time. Okay. We're going to edit all this out. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, you know, there's these guys are really beating the crap out of each other right now in a very choreographed way. It's. 
Okay. Yeah, like this guy, his first like two weeks into Japan into I, WWE, he knocked two front teeth out of the guy who was wrestling. I'm gonna offer you this compliment, Matt. Okay. When we were sitting here and you were describing to me the complexity of what goes into a match and how it plays out, and the beauty of uh, hi, that's my foot. <laughs> oh, um, and you were explaining to me like what is engaging about it to you, and like what you know hits you in in the soft spots i was like oh you know what i can see myself this is he's selling this he is giving me a good sell on this experience the second we started watching video i was like why well, that's because the first thing you win is just homosexual fantasies well no that's not at all <laughs> that guy's got stuff written on his butt he's gay like that's not what i said <laughs> okay the first yeah the first thing that struck me was the very hypersexualized aspect but it's not hypersexualized. You're making it hypersexualized. I, I don't know if I am. You are. I don't. I don't know if if I if I take a man and I put him in his underwear and he's been working out for a long period of time and he's incredibly fit and then we put words on his butt and you tell me I'm not sexualizing that guy. You you're crazy. But that's the context you're putting right. him no, no, in. No, no, you're no. putting him into a sexualized that's context. This is not putting anyone. The into product a sex- is sexualizing people. No, it's not. Partially. No. You're an insane person. No, you're, you're the one who wants to read person. sexual and everything. No, no, no. I'm choosing not to. Matt, Matt, have you ever watched uh, the lingerie bowl? No, you don't watch the lingerie bowl. No. Okay. Do you, do the you know what the lingerie bowl? I is? know what the lingerie bowl is. Okay. That is a sexualized version. Well, yes. well, 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 Matt. Why is it sexualized? Because lingerie in the lingerie itself is a sexualized thing. Uh, underwear isn't male underwear isn't words on if someone's you, butt isn't. I understand if you went out there for that sole purpose. Yes, but that's not what their purpose is. Hey, the Laundry Bowl is a good football game. No, they play not. excellent football. Have you seen Laundry Bowl? No. Yeah, exactly. They actually play fucking vicious football. Okay, good Those for Those ladies that. hit hard. But the whole point is to get people to watch because it's women in skimpy outfits. This isn't to get people to watch to get because they're in skimpy outfits. I'm not saying that Both it is. Both these dudes are in pants. Yeah, those two dudes are. Well, that's the Japanese version. The other one was Japanese. That was Japanese too. Yeah, that was the same company. Okay, well, one of those gentlemen of the four gentlemen we've watched, one of them was selling sex as part of his product. I I think you not seeing it is confusing, but I also think it's it's just it's it's just (laughs) you're confused now. No, it's a product of. If you want to be gay, you can be gay. I understand that, Matt. If I wanted to be gay, I'd be gay. Here's or if I was gay, I'd be gay. It just so happens that I'm not gay. What does so happen is that I, I can see when someone is trying to sell sex as a part of their product. Okay, that's fine. You that know, gentleman, that's part, how of, you want to see part of that gentleman's brand was the sexuality of his act. That he's a good-looking man, and yeah, he probably gets a few female pops because of the way he looks. <laughs> it's just, I I mean, it's it's a melodrama with action. It combines a bunch, you know, with physical activity. It's different. It combines a bunch of stuff. It's the same reason you like action movies. Because it's it's a story being told in the midst of things blowing up and people getting punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I think I think we should end on that compliment of me trying to tell you that you sold me better than the videos are showing. Okay, you're selling me. I would say come to RAW with me, but that's more storytelling than it is. It's more people cutting promos and stuff like that than it is actual wrestling. Uh huh. Because, I mean, they go out there and they cut a, prom- a promo is when they're just talking in the mic, you know, right. along the storyline. Right. So, um, but there there are matches. That's the whole point. You know, it opens opens with usually like a 10-minute promo between multiple people. And then 
got different matches throughout, and you got a main event match that closes out the night. How long is the event? Starts at 4.30. You'll probably go till about 8 or so. And you're taking work off for this? No, I don't have work next. I'm, I shouldn't have work next Monday because it's President's Day. Right, right. Mm. Okay. Um, I won't know till Friday. Well, let's, let's discuss it. Let's, uh, you should come, though. Well, we'll talk about it. Well, certainly after this, this episode finishes recording, we will discuss this. Um, but I think it'd be fun to follow. Come, come with me, and then we'll follow up. Well, yeah, maybe. We'll talk about it. I, I'm not going to commit to it just yet. I don't no, know. no, no, no. I can't even commit to it just okay. yet. I got to we'll, know if I have to work next week. We'll Monday. figure it out. We'll figure it out in, in the interim. Um, I, let's, let's close. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's close. Well, I hope I brought to light. Experience. I mean, besides the fact that you were spending too much time on the sexualization that you put on yourself in the betting aspect, there's story. If you want to go watch something really good, I know you'll go home and watch this. Okay. It's a Vice documentary. I've talked about it before. It's called I love Blood, Vice. It's called Bloodlust. It's like 40 minutes. You can just find it online. Okay. I'll so Google you- it the second I get home. Vice Bloodlust. Wow, it's there now. That man is covered in blood. Yeah, it's it's about the tournament of death. This, this, small, uh, corpor- this small company called CZW, they're a wrestling promotion out over in like Rhode Island kind of area. Mm-hmm. They do. They are known for having death matches. What is a death and, match? Exactly what you think it is. People die in the ring? People don't die, but... They get fucked up? Yeah. Do they know they're about to get fucked up? That's the point. You enter that match knowing stuff's going to happen. I stopped understanding. This is where <laughs> I lose it. I can't understand So the that. whole point is, like, they're known for having the, like, really extreme and hardcore matches. And... Where, like, people are, like, going through plates of glass. No, and, we're, like, going putting, long, putting, we're, putting, we're going long, because... We're going long, because... We went much longer last Hold time. on, hold on. We're going long, and, and here's why. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a role... And I want you to, to argue against the role okay. that I'm about to play. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what role I am. but he, uh, you're The role you've had this whole time? No, no, no. Here, here's a new role. Um, um, Matthew, uh, isn't this hyper-violence and, and destruction of, of men, isn't this bad for our children to watch? I would not show this to anyone under the age of 16. But, but Matt, is, it, is the male is mind the really thing? done maturing at 16? It's okay. Then make it seventeen, like an R-rated movie, right? But Matt, what what I'm getting at is, is I don't. I'm 25, and <laughs> that is terrifying to me emotionally. Oh yeah, and no, it's still I impressionable. Watched, I watched this and I hurt. Like I don't. I didn't like it. I didn't like the wrestling they were doing. I don't constantly go out and watch that type of wrestling. That's right, not but for me. Who, but the documentary itself is interesting because it shows you the guys behind it and what they love and what they love about it and why they do it. But but Matt. Aren't they harming each other? Yeah, but they're consenting and, to it. It's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I guess if you sign, <laughs> if you sign that paperwork to get punched in the face by a man with there's brass a spot knuckles. where they're literally trying to figure out the highest point outside they can jump off of onto each other. Okay, but I can't legally commit suicide. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is insanity. <laughs> Viewers who are disturbed by uncensored violent acts may wish to watch another video. Viewer discretion is strongly advised. Thank you, Vice. Just skip right to where yeah. I have to like cringe. Oh my! Lord. I'm telling you to go home and watch this. Thing. I'm, I'm going to watch this whole thing in detail when I get home. I'm supposed to call my girlfriend when I get home, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to watch this documentary. <laughs> it's I'm only forty minutes. Person. What time is it currently? All right. So that's a that's a bunch of tubes of light, light tubes. These are awful looking people. Exactly. This draws a certain type of people. I don't draw to that. Yeah, this is a crazy match. 
just like any weapons type thing. Like that's a bunch of barbed. Wow, wire. yeah, that's a bunch of barbed. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, that's a baseball bat. Yeah, that barbed wire. wire. That's not like that's like you know dulled barbed wire on the right. bat. But that bar- other barbed wire is definitely real barbed wire. Jesus, it's not like super high grade, but it'll still get you. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, this match is definitely crazy. Let's see. Let's skip forward a little. Yeah, see, this guy ends up climbing up the truck, but he jumps onto like six people who catch him. Uh huh. So that's the thing. Like they're smart about what they do. Everything is practiced. Everything is choreographed. Everything is done in the best way possible. Except for the bat with barbed wire that is being sliced across that dude's forehead. Oh, right into all of it. Yeah, dude, it's it's gnarly. Okay, let's stop. Please. It's gnarly. Oh my god! Yeah, this stuff. This isn't the type of stuff I like watching on a daily basis. This setting this. Yeah. Oh, he put a bunch of sticks in his head, like little uh, yeah, skewers. They that. put a bunch of skewers in there. Okay, get away! <laughs> Why did you pause it on that image? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, but that's the thing. I don't like that stuff, and I think those guys who do that should probably get help. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, now there's there's something to this. It's confusing. <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, like, they should be able to legally do whatever they want to do, and they should be able to, like, sign with paperwork that says they can do it. And of being of sound mind to make those decisions, if they're of the mind to make those decisions, they should be able to go along with them afterwards. But can we, do we have a right to think they're absolutely insane for doing it? Yes. Right. And do we have a right to, I don't even, I don't even yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope I hope I explained wrestling to you a little bit better. Does it make more sense now? I understand why. You, yeah, I understand your thought process. I really it did not anticipate doing that. Um, we didn't. Anticipate I, I want to thank you for joining me on on my podcast today, <laughs> Matt. Uh, yes, your podcast. I, I introduced it. Now I want to close it out. Um, listeners, <laughs> if you want to hear more about wrestling, please write in. Um, to us i'll be happy to discuss i'm also on uh squared circle subreddit uh you can find me different places yeah if also if if you have a topic that you'd like to listen to us talk about please write in let us know if it's about why why david over sexualizes everything then yeah sure. then, then write it in we'll talk about that why i try not to sexualize anything whatever we'll talk about your sexual repression in another episode Matt. i don't have sexual in fact, repression. That, that's, i think i think that's why i don't see everything <laughs> super sexualized is because i'm not a repressed sexually maybe i'm more comfortable with it than you are so that's why you over sexualize i'm not i'm not over sexualizing because i'm uncomfortable I'm by just it trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to push your buttons okay <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were making an actual argument no no no. i'm just trying to pu- push your buttons um th- well thank you matt for doing that and thank you listeners for pushing the button that said play <laughs> uh yeah, thanks everyone uh if you want to write in uh you can email us at but that's just my opinion pod at gmail.com there is no apostrophe in that's there and you can follow us on twitter at btjmopod facebook.com slash btjmopod yeah thanks for listening everyone and i guess i'll choose a song of the week this week since you went last week i did go last week although this week what you should do is let the bodies at the floor <laughs> you know what for valentine's day oh. the wife uh the wifey the wifey she uh we did something for each other we had to do it because i work nights i'm not gonna actually get to spend i didn't actually get to spend valentine's day with her so we went out this past weekend. We did our Valentine's Day there. That's nice. Yeah. I took her to a flower shop that she's been wanting to go back to for a while. It's the one where we got all the flowers for our wedding. 
Mm-hmm. It's a wholesale market, and she wanted to go back there and get some flowers. And so all the beautiful flower arrangements you see around here, she handpicked and made. Right on. Yeah, except for the bamboo and this orchid. Uh, she made all the flower Your orchid is looking trashed. Uh, yeah, she says she's never been able to keep one alive. It's the only flower she can't keep alive. Why? I don't know. They're just really hard. Do Apparently, you know? they like really cold weather. So, but part of that, so my gift to her was Bane for whatever, you know, how much ever flower she wanted to pick and make her own bouquet mm-hmm. and stuff. And she decided uh, she's just going to take me to a record shop and I get to pick out whatever record I wanted to buy. Wow. Yeah. That's excellent. I know. So, I am going to do a song from that record that I picked out. Now, what record did you pick out? I picked out Let It Enfold You by Census Fail, their first full-length oh, album. What song are you picking? Uh, I was thinking about doing Angela Baker or NJ Falls Into the Nile. Mm. But yeah, so they just came out with a 180-gram version oh, wow. for Variant's 20-year uh, anniversary. They're putting out some of their most popular... They're reissuing a bunch of their popular albums back on 180 gram black cool. vinyl cool. and let uh, it rip let i picked that one up so you know what we'll go with uh we'll go with nj falls into the nile that's a good good fun song excellent hit it and uh yeah play so, me out <laughs> remember we have a tag <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening everyone we'll see you next week hope you guys have a good weekend and just remember you can agree or disagree with us but that's just our opinion and it's 4 a.m. and we will start again. The princess and your better queen on the fourth day of July. Deep in summer's eye, naked like the truth should always be.